0: Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Mandy. And we are Drama Bonded, the podcast where we bond over the drama and trauma in the Bachelor multiverse and throughout Western pop culture. Hello! We're doing it! Are you so excited? We're sorry we're a little late. Yeah. Life's been a little wonky this past week. I don't know. The universe is off balance. Mercury, retrograde. I I don't know what it is. We promise that the podcast will be better because
1: if we had done it earlier, it would not be as good.
0: (laughs) It's true. Sometimes you just know when you're not in the bandwidth to uh, gossip about reality TV. We didn't have the emotional capacity to be uh, devoted to the cause. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, this is Mandy's Super Bowl Christmas. I don't Everything. know. this is, Yeah. You guys, today we're talking about hashtag Scandaval. Ugh. I am so excited to talk about this. I have not quite hit the, uh, the mark of finishing all of Vanderpump Rules before it finished. But I did pretty good. I'm, like, halfway through season 9, and I've watched all of season 10, so... So, you were almost done with season six
1: and it was about to be the finale, right? And I was like, Jess, I think that maybe you should just pause and watch season 10.
0: Yeah. And I did. And that was so worth it. But then it was a little bit hard for me for a minute (laughs) to want to go back and watch older episodes because I'm like, no, but the drama is four years down the line. That's fair. But then I was really sad because there was no more season 10. And so I ran back. Well, there were going to be the three reunion episodes, but after the finale, it was going to be three weeks of the reunion. So I had three weeks to go watch season six through season nine. And I think it's
1: really cool that you got to watch season nine actually after watching season 10.
0: It is. Because you've
1: been like pointing out all these things that I didn't.
0: Yeah. And like, it's been really hard not to text you at every turn and be like, oh, my God, this. Oh, my God, that. Whoa. (laughs) Everybody, (laughs) if you watch this, you need to go back and watch season nine. It is off the rails when you know that Tom Sandoval and Raquel have an affair. I I'm gonna go back and do it. Yeah. If even if you watch all the later episodes or the earlier episodes later, like season nine is your season. Okay. It's bananas. But before we get into this, uh, we've got two candies for you this week. But first, I think you've got a shout out. Hey, yeah, I do. I want to shout out PJ. PJ's been listening
1: to the podcast, and he's brought it up in conversation with me twice. And I just want to say, hell yeah. Thank you so much, PJ. You're awesome. And we plan on delivering some VPR
0: goodness to you right now. Yeah, thanks, PJ. We love our listeners. We're so grateful for you. Okay, candy reviews. Uh, I found at Harman's these Jolly Rancher Bites. I think they're pretty good with the exception of it could, it's too bad there's only two flavors. Yeah, that was my biggest critique. It's watermelon and green apple and cherry and orange. But what this candy does for me in a really magical way is it's supposed to be sour because it's covered in like citric acid, but it's not really that sour. But it is so perfectly chewy, and they're a very good size. Like, it is such a satisfying candy to just, I don't know, eat a million of. It's a really good texture, like, the way it kind of, like, squishes. Yes. I don't know how they, like, I don't know how to describe (laughs) it, but it is a good squishy texture. Yeah. I I liked them. Yeah, I think they're really good. I would definitely buy those again and eat those, like, on a regular basis.
1: Because they only have two flavors, I got a little… Like, after I finished the bag, I didn't immediately want another bag just because, you know, when you only have two flavors, you get a little bored. But I would totally buy them again.
0: Yeah. And then Man's brought over… Sweet Tart Gummies Fruity Splits. These were such a surprise. I feel like sometimes… I don't know. I guess we have… It goes… It could go either way. Sometimes when they redo something like an original, like Sweet Tarts or Laffy Taffy, Nerds, whatever… It can be really good, and other times it can be really bad. And this was one of those that, like, turned out really good. I do feel like… They taste like sweet tarts. Lately, whenever sweet tarts produces a new candy, it's pretty banging. Yeah, there's also those ones with, like, the the hard shell on the outside, and it's, like, the chewy gummy in the middle, also delicious. So,
1: sweet tarts, I feel like, has been kind of consistent, and these, I think, do a really good job of capturing the original sweet tart flavor. Yes but in a gummy form, which is tricky because the sweet tart flavor comes from like
0: the chalky tartiness of a sweet tart. Right. And for me, sweet tarts are really good, but I don't like how sour they are because they rip my mouth up. But these you can eat so many. This is always my goal in life, I guess, is just like, can I eat a lot of it? And I can eat a lot of those and they don't rip my mouth up, but it still tastes like a sweet tart. So half the gummy is kind of um, what would
1: you say, like transparent? It's like a little bit more see-through. Yeah. And then the, the other half the gummy is kind of resembling a sweet tart. Yeah, it's opaque. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. So it's like two different gummy textures, but yeah, it captures, and it's got all the sweet tart flavors. Yeah. Did you know my actual favorite sweet tart
1: candy is the big chewy sweet tarts?
0: <gasps> yes, those are so good. They're so good. Every... Easter time, they have um, like Easter shaped animals in sweet tarts and I like them more because they're just a little chewier. Oh, interesting. And so I feel like I can enjoy the lemon and the green and the purple a little bit more than I normally do. I don't know. Yeah, sweet tarts is act- I, I I've not had a sweet tart I didn't like actually. <laughs> Easter is the best candy season. Agreed. We've probably talked about this. Sorry, we're, we'll stop. We went on a little bit of a... We won't We won't share again. We few. digress. Yeah. But there's our candy reviews for the day. Um, we're really excited to get into Scandaval. But first, I think it's going to be helpful if we give you guys a little bit of a background in case we have people who haven't watched the show. The couple that Scandaval centers around is Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox. And we met. Tom's been on the show from the beginning, I believe. We met Ariana what second season? Midway I think it through was the first season. Yeah, we meet Ariana in the second season. Tom Sandoval is dating Kristen Dowdy, and that's not a good relationship. But at the same time. I feel like they didn't really get a good start for me in my book, they being Ariana and Tom, because it was clear they had something going on while Tom was with Kristen.
1: Yeah. And that point has been brought up multiple times throughout, you know, this surfacing of Scandival. Like, oh, well, Ariana and Tom got together when he was dating Kristen,
0: but it's also not quite the same. It's absolutely in a lot of not ways. the same thing. <laughs> like, they were clearly so on and off, they were both cheating on each other regularly. Very volatile. They're very Ariana yeah. and Kristen aren't friends. <laughs> well, they weren't when this happened. Cute detail. They are yeah, good they friends are now. Pish now. <laughs> posh. Um. So that they got kind of a rocky start for me. I didn't like them together. Ariana really felt like a, a pick me kind of girl. Like just not like other girls. Really trying to play it off, but. As the season's progressed, I think she's really dropped that. Um, and her and Tom have seemingly had like a really good relationship. I think that we see Ariana really supporting Tom through his eccentric eccentric calmness. Yeah. His he, extraness. Spending too much money on things. Like he really I don't know, he doesn't support her quite the same way, but she seems happy with him. So who are we to judge? You I know? think she really balances
1: him out. And it's interesting, like when they talk about a lot of the issues they have in their relationship, I think that that's kind of not surprising based on kind of what you're talking about. Like, Tom is just such an extra person that he's so extroverted, and he needs to go out and be drinking and doing things and performing and getting people's attention. And, yeah, he's an attention whore. Yeah. Whereas, like, Ariana is, like, a homebody. But she's still,
0: to be fair, homebody. Like, they go out and drink more than... Any yeah, any person but I'm just I saying, know.
1: she's not looking for the same type of attention as Tom. No, none at she all. She wants to sit home
0: and watch Love Island. She's really <laughs> happy to let him be the center of attention.
1: Yeah, and maybe the longer their relationship has gone on, it's been harder to find that balance as people grow, but uh, I just kind of wanted to tag that on what you're saying. Not that that's an
0: excuse for what happened, just talking about the dynamics oh, of their sure, relationship. Oh, for sure, for <laughs> sure the thing that I find surprising about the relationship to your point about growth is that it feels like Ariana has really grown quite a bit and matured. Um, I think she's become a lot less of a, I'm not like other girls. And it's clear that she's really surrounded herself with all the women in this show and is really rallying around them. And it does such a good job being a champion for them um, in ways that she wasn't when she first came on. And to be fair, everybody in their twenties struggles, like, I would be horrified if people saw me in my 20s and it was forever captured on film. What's interesting to me is that Tom Sandoval does not seem to have really grown or changed. No. He just has more money. And I find that, like, I have to wonder how that has affected, and none of this, like, caveat, this is the last time I'll say that, but none of what Mandy and I say is an excuse for uh, what Tom has done. I do think it's
1: interesting just to kind of analyze the shifting dynamics in their relationship. Yeah. Um, something else to note, Tom and Ariana are not married. Uh, they have kind of just, dis- I think they always just decided that Ariana didn't want to get married. Right.
0: Yeah. And Tom knew that. And Ariana's always been really upfront that kids were just not there. Like she was not going to have kids. They had a talk that was really kind of sweet where she's like, but if you want to adopt a kid or have kids, like I'll support you and I'll be there. But they are your kids,
1: yeah, so they are they have referred to themselves as life partners,
0: yeah, they're together nine years in season eight. they bought at least a million dollar home together. um they're planning their futures together. uh, Tom took out a home equity loan on this nice new home to to build his Schwartz and sandy bar like they're they're financially um. Really committed, intertwined, if you will. Yeah, um, but you know, all of that wasn't really too shocking to watch until no. the fact that you realized that Tom was having an affair, which I guess is probably a good segue into the next couple that is uh involved in this, which is James and Raquel. Raquel.
1: So, James entered the show when also season two. Three, two or three?
0: Season two, yeah. Season it had to have been season two because he was going to move in with Tom Sandoval, and then was mad because Kristen started having sex with James, and he was really deeply offended by the fact that she would have sex with somebody he knew. Okay, so enter James Kennedy. Ugh, this guy. <laughs> okay,
1: I've always i am, I'm not going to ever defend James, but I've always kind of been a James fan.
0: <laughs> okay, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs>
1: Um, but James, he's on the show. He's definitely the youngest. He's probably one of the most volatile, crazy anger issues and drinking issues. And, DJ James Kennedy. But somehow he really holds a space in Lisa's heart in a very specific Weirdly. way. Yeah. I think it's because she has a relationship. Like she knows his dad. So I think that family friends. Yeah. So Lisa kind
0: of denies that. Oh, but,
1: okay, maybe not. I don't know. No,
0: she said that yes, but like she's only met them once. It was really weird. Okay. They would it, say that she's a family could friend. It just be
1: because James is British and maybe
0: there's like a kinship there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Something. You know, you're not wrong though. Like that is the narrative that tried to that, that I think the Kennedy family tried to kind of push and Lisa was like, "Well, hmm, okay." But I mean, she really does stick her neck out for James oh, absolutely, more than she like does. anyone else on the it show. It does feel like <laughs> the Kennedys aren't lying and that it's Lisa that's full of shit because all of her actions are to the contrary. Yeah. She she sticks up for James when she absolutely should not.
1: But uh, Raquel enters the show because she starts dating James. Yeah. I do want to say that we now know that Raquel is a huge fan of the show. And so it's, you know, you do have to kind of wonder, was dating James like her ticket to being a part of this Vanderpump
0: world? I don't know. But James and Raquel, they date for what? Four years. Four years? Yeah, because we meet her in season five, and they get engaged in season nine. So they get engaged in season nine, um, in which Tom Sandoval
1: helped fund half of the engagement, spending uh,
0: $12,000. Well, yeah, that was Tom's half. The total cost of James and Raquel's engagement was $25,000. And Tom Sandoval, I guess just like out of the kindness of his heart— Especially for having thrown James under the bus as not somebody that important in his life. Spent, you know, $12,500 on helping James plan this proposal. I just don't know why you would do that. Yeah, why would you spend $12,500 to fund someone else's engagement? Especially if you don't like that person that much.
1: Maybe if you're a really rich parent, like, okay, but a friend.
0: Yeah, a friend who then later just denies even being friends with you. So this is relevant because there's some weirdness around this.
1: I mean, the Toms have a really weird closeness. And so, like, even that wouldn't really make sense to me. But, like, maybe. But Tom has never been that close to James. They're friends, but there's not, like, the Schwartz and Sandoval closeness.
0: No, not at all. It, It really is bizarre. And I guess... Since we're on it, my kind of take on watching it is I can't decide if Tom Sandoval just could not turn down a moment to be pseudo center of attention because he was part of it. Because honestly, that also totally tracks for who Tom is or the theory is that he at this point had already had an affair with Raquel and was desperate for her to say yes to James so that that mistake could sort of just be brushed under the rug and maybe never brought up again.
1: Or what if they're both true?
0: Yeah, it's true. It, yeah, it, they're not mutually exclusive at all. Tom is a gigantic <laughs> narcissistic piece of shit. So, yeah, this tracks.
1: um So, I was gonna say at the end of season nine, Raquel breaks up with James.
0: Yeah. And the thing that I wanna point out is when Raquel entered the show, Lala, Katie, nobody really liked Raquel. They really had a hard time with her. Ariana, as part of her growth, really learned how to balance being part of all of the women's lives with all of the women not necessarily needing to get along, which really props to her because that is a really hard thing to balance. And in doing that, she became incredibly close to Raquel. Like, really, really, really also good. really close to James. Yeah, really good friends with Raquel. So that is a huge, like, that's so important when you think about the scope of this story, you know, and James was also a big part of this. Like, they were all really good friends and something we heard in podcasts that have come out since Scandaval from a friend really close to Tom and Ariana is that, like, There's enough trust there that anybody can go out with anybody and it's not a big deal. They're just that everybody's such a good friend that it doesn't matter. There's a lot of trust among the friend group for people to just hang out with other people.
1: Well, and I also think in reference to what we were talking about earlier, Ariana knows that Tom wants to go out. He wants to be partying. He wants to be drinking. And I think that as a partner who maybe doesn't want to go out all the time, There's probably relief knowing
0: that you have mutual
1: friends that you trust your partner with to go out and be with so that you don't always feel the need to go out with your partner.
0: Yeah, he can go out and dance with whoever. And that's great because he is out with people that you know, you love, you trust. Everything is great in that sense. Like you hang out with these people. He can go hang out with these
1: people. I don't know. Like I totally understand that dynamic in a friend group.
0: Yeah, that's a great dynamic to have. It's good to have... Back to this I think theme that you and I bring up often is that like your romantic partner does not have to be everything and it is so good to have friendships with people outside of the relationship so that you get your different needs filled by people and like yeah core needs need to be filled by a partner but the need to constantly be going out that is definitely something that can be satisfied by good friendships. Totally. So yeah, which I think just really makes this whole thing even more fucked up. <laughs> So season
1: 10 starts, and basically, we left season 9 with Raquel and James
0: ending their engagement. Yeah. And now Raquel's living her single life. Everybody's trying to be, like, really inclusive of both James and Raquel. James is dating Ally, Who, huge Allie fan, side note. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of tension, though, brought on, I believe, by Sheena uh, with regard to Raquel, um, Sheena is, Oh, I guess the relevant part here is, is Katie and Schwartz get divorced and uh, in their divorce and trying to remain friends, they come up with a boundary of neither one of them will sleep with anybody in the friend group or have a relationship with yeah, them. Well, basically not date or mess around with anyone in the friend group. Yeah. Cause that's messy. And if, and they do want to be friends, like they, these are people who've been together for like 12, 13 years. Like they've, they're important to each other, and so.
1: they're they have all mutual friends.
0: Yeah, and so as a way to avoid forcing any friends to take sides, to like make things awkward for everybody else, and like their divorce stemmed out of just it wasn't working between the two of well, them. Well, we could do a whole episode so on that. We should. <laughs> I would love to break down <laughs> Schwartz and Katie. Fuck that guy too. <laughs> but you know that's a that's a hard boundary. Sheena has a podcast, which. I can't remember what it's Shenanigans. called. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. There you go. You can go listen to it. She interviews Tom Sandoval and- no, Schwartz. Schwartz. Oh my God, I'm sorry. She interviews Tom Schwartz and encourages him-
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, okay. This this actually goes back to another thing. I guess in passing, Katie made a comment to Sheena where she like basically implied that she wouldn't care if Raquel and Tom like kissed or dated
0: because- I don't remember. but Sheena brings up this comment. Okay, a lot. but Katie was really drunk, and I think it's, I'm not. Saying no, no. no. It I was true. think it was kind of my understanding that the comment was just sort of like Katie was so over it. She just. I think it was a flippant comment. Yeah, she just didn't care anymore. Fuck it, you know. And like you're mad, you say something because you're emotional. Katie didn't mean it, and or at least didn't mean it seriously. And Sheena seemed to have taken that seriously and thought that she would encourage Schwartz and Raquel to maybe date, make out. And this sort of becomes a plot line through season 10.
1: Well, I have a really big issue with the fact that Sheena is obviously more Team Schwartz than Katie. Oh, yeah. So I I think, first of all, you need to check your biases with <laughs> the people you have in that relationship and also realize that even if you don't really, really love Katie, you have to respect the fact that this couple is going through a divorce and they still care about each other. They want to have a relationship with each other and they want to you know,
0: split times with their dogs. Well, and that's also all to the benefit of their friend group, which Sheena is a part of. Like, it does nobody any good if Schwartz and Katie have such an, like, an atomic falling out that, like, people have to choose sides. So it was really stupid of Sheena to, like, know that this boundary existed. Regardless of what Katie said drunk flippantly among friends, it's been clear don't date among the friend group.
1: Yeah, so then she has Schwartz on the podcast. Yeah. And she basically kind of doesn't just she just ask him. Yeah, and she she's like, basically would you ever consider making out for Kel?
0: Yeah, and the problem here is is that like that is absolutely Sheena stirring the pot, getting involved in things. She shouldn't have done it. She's being an instigator. And Schwartz is so stupid. That, He's also like,
1: just going to be a people pleaser. Like he wants to accommodate Sheena on her podcast. So he's probably just going to say whatever he thinks Sheena wants to hear.
0: Right. And then he's like, well, but yeah, if Raquel does want to make out, I'm not going to say no and hurt her feelings. So I'll make out. And it just is like, he cannot defend Katie for anything. He has no spine except for the fact that he just wants to make everybody happy, which spoiler, you make nobody happy. So this is kind of a weird like thread throughout where Katie is trying so hard not to be furious with Raquel. For all of this and even go so far as to an extend an olive branch, invite her to a girls' trip, just like really trying here to make something work with Raquel. And Raquel ends up telling Katie, Well, I've tried to make out with Schwartz, but he didn't want to.
1: Well, he told she told her that before she got invited to the girls' trip. That's
0: right. Then got invited to the girls' so trip.
1: So I honestly, wow, I don't know how Katie did it. I think she put more of the blame on Schwartz. Which is what should happen because it is
0: on Schwartz. Yeah, so like, I'm not saying I, that's wrong. No, 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 for sure. And but good for her. she's
1: like, I still want to, like, give Raquel an opportunity to, like, be a friend to me.
0: Yeah. Raquel, spoiler, not a friend. Bad friend. Because then, flash forward, she makes out with Schwartz in front of everybody in Mexico. Basically to just piss off Katie. <laughs> yeah, as we find out.
1: So, be, sorry. After the girls' trip, this is around the time where I believe it was March first. Yeah. So March first in the world, not in the show, uh, we find out about the affair. So there was a Watch What Happens Live episode on the night that the scandal came out. And, and Sheena and Raquel were on
0: um Watch What Happens Live. And this is like what? Almost all the way through season 10 or midway through now, season 10? It was like maybe four or five. Episodes. So the show, so we're watching season 10. Yes. It's, it's
1: It's airing in real time. Hence why Sheena and Raquel are on Watch What yep. Happens Live. Because they're recapping one of the episodes with Andy. They're playing games based off of what's happening in the show. And one of the games that they play, they're both supposed to answer the question at the same time and Ugh, see if yeah. they match or not. So uh, one of the questions was, which is the more attractive Tom? And Sheena just says, Sandoval, because she thought that Raquel was going to say Schwartz, and Raquel awkwardly looks over at Sheena and says Sandoval at the same time that Sheena's saying Sandoval, but she kind of does it in this way, like, Sandoval, and looks so sus.
0: Yeah, stricken. She's like, I stepped in it. Sheena was like, what the fuck? I thought you were going to say Schwartz. Yeah, because there's been this whole arc of, like, Schwartz
1: and Raquel. So while this is happening, Tom and the Most Extras is playing. I don't know if it's exactly while it's happening, but on the same night, Tom is playing a show with his band.
0: And I don't actually know how Ariana got his phone, but like Tom drops his phone or something. Yeah, it was in his pocket. He's performing. Somebody hands it to Ariana knowing that that's his girlfriend. Nothing weird about that. And Ariana has said in a couple interviews that she doesn't
1: usually go through Tom's phone. She kind of just trusts him. But she had this weird intuition that she should just look at it since she had it. So she opens his phone and allegedly finds a video of, it's a recorded FaceTime video of what I understand Raquel is masturbating in the video to Tom.
0: Yeah. What's weird though about it is I think Tom might be the bigger, like, yeah, yeah, we don't know because I think there's a legal aspect yeah, of they, it too, which is honestly too bad because it's also like if Raquel didn't know she's being recorded, like that's also really unfortunate and shitty. But we have no actual information about what it is. But yeah, the speculation is that it is some sort of like it's online an inappropriate sex. video, absolutely between two people who are not together. <laughs> that, that led Ariana to believe that they were having an inappropriate relationship. Yeah. So. she confronts Tom Tom when he gets off the stage Tom tries to deny it he freaks out at her he gets mad at her oh yeah that tracks at some point they're both in the car and Ariana calls Raquel and just says like you have to tell me what happened and thankfully, I guess Raquel is honest because they hadn't had a chance to like, they being Tom and Raquel have not had a chance to like- Get their story straight. Jesus Christ. And somehow Sheena also calls somebody. No, 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 Um, Isn't Tom on the phone with Raquel and- Yeah, but
1: at one point, Sheena calls Ariana- So after Ariana and Raquel have some sort of conversation because Sheena finds out too and she's with Raquel in New York, Um, Sheena takes Raquel's phone and calls Ariana and she's like, I'm on Ariana's phone. I'm going to throw it and call you back on mine.
0: And throws Ariana's (laughs) phone and calls Ariana back on her phone. Also, there's an alleged punch. I don't know if it happened or not. Definitely at least a push, but there was some sort of physical altercation yeah no, no sympathy there. But yeah. so we that happens March first. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't it start to trickle out like literally March second, yeah. that Tom Sandoval had this affair. Yeah. and they had already stopped recording season ten. yeah, the, and they the were show just, was wrapped, yeah. they and production, Ariana called production and they got everybody back together and we're sitting down two days later in Tom and Ariana's living room where they had essentially— It's the beginning of the finale. Like, yeah, they, they then hash it out, and we see them— Dude, I'm sorry. You cannot make this shit up. This was the best episode of reality television in history. Oh, my God. When Tom shuffles down the kitchen, do you want anything? And she goes, for you to die. Oh, my God. And that whole scene, Ariana has— emotionally dead eyes you can just see in her eyes that she is destroyed she's done yeah and she she's out for blood at this point like she everything that she loved was like ripped from her she she i and it's also really jarring to watch this having watched all the seasons back to back to back this woman has gone to bat for that piece of shit every Fucking time. She saves she him, loves him, and she sticks up for him. She has, she is ride or die, ride or die, and like absolutely true. Like I have never seen someone so steadfast for their partner. Like even when she shouldn't be, and she's so smart. She makes Tom smarter just by being around him. And suddenly, them not being on the same team and him not having Ariana. Oh my god, he is so stupid, and it is so apparent. But in this conversation, he cannot even take accountability. He is just yelling at he's Ariana. mad at her. Yeah, he's mad at her because this got out before he could control the narrative. And he had been planting seeds all season. He had a plan. He had a plan that it was not a good relationship, but it was a one-sided bad relationship. It sounds like he just really wanted out and was doing the legwork so that when it came out eventually that he and Raquel were dating… That Ariana wouldn't have a leg to stand on and that he had been saying that they'd been bad for a long time.
1: I'm sure his plan was to drop all of these Easter eggs throughout the season about how him and Ariana are having problems. They are having intimacy problems. Uh, She thinks he's dumb. She's annoyed by him. He can't do anything right. But then they flash back to some of these scenes and it's like, no. He buys batteries, which he doesn't. He buys toilet paper, he which doesn't. he doesn't. his his assistant fucking buys this shit.
0: yeah. he's and he just like cannot apologize for fucking her best friend. like cannot do it. And she's done. She's not talking. I will say in that moment, I think Ariana did a really good job of, like,
1: obviously being furious and hurt, but also cutting him with with moments of like, I would have gone and done anything. For you, Like, I would have gone anywhere. I would have done anything. Like, I would have gone to the end of the earth for you. And, like,
0: what the fuck? And it, it feels really true. Because you guys, at one point early on in their relationship, a woman from a different state shows up at the restaurant accusing Tom. Miami of girl. Miami girl. Vindicated all the way. He absolutely had sex with her. And Ariana, like, defended Tom knowing that Tom had this affair. But because it was so early on in their relationship and, you know, they weren't quite determined what they were doing, she let it go. But, like, she stuck up for him. She she literally would, I mean, I believe her when she says she would walk to the end of the earth. She would. She would start walking. She'd put on her shoes and she would go. And so that makes this so painful to watch because, like, he has no idea what an amazing partner he clearly had. It's devastating. He can't apologize to her, which is shocking. But then he goes over. So defensive. He goes over to his buddy Schwartz's house and breaks down crying in Schwartz's arms saying he's sorry. I'm her. sorry,
1: I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, dude.
0: Yeah, also way to ruin the word dude for me. God, I feel like I can't say like, it now. He,
1: There was no remorse in his eyes in the conversation with Ariana. None. And, and then as soon as he gets into Schwartz's apartment, he is a different person where he is like, Plotted with emotion
0: which like how do you have a nine-year relationship with somebody and on a dime just not care about them anymore like that like that was so shocking to see i
1: think that he probably stopped considering ariana's feelings a long time ago and since the affair started which we don't even know how long ago it started with like some of the things you're referencing in season nine He's been probably putting together this plan of how to successfully leave the relationship and she fucked up his plan. Well, he fucked up his own plan,
0: but you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, it's 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 bananas. I like I cannot even tell you how wild that season finale is. Yeah, and so watching all of this take place and then his conversation with Raquel, he goes over there and has oh a conversation God, so with her. Close. Clearly strung out on drugs. It's it's bizarre. And their level of denial of this whole thing. And the thing that he tells Schwartz that's so shocking is like, and they maintain this throughout, is that Ariana had to know she just didn't want to know. And Schwartz, or Sandoval's like, yeah, when I was telling her I was coming to your house, why didn't she follow me? Like, Why would you be in a relationship if with If Ariana somebody? wanted to catch me, she would have. Yeah, just delusional
1: Dude, shit. Fuck that noise.
0: So, I think... Was there kind of anything else you wanted to touch on in the finale? I do want to talk about how
1: the fact in the conversation with him and Raquel, he referenced that his family likes Raquel. Oh, yeah. Can we just talk about how we've also found out that
0: Raquel went to St. Louis with Tom to visit his family? Probably around Christmas time in December of 2022 when he and Ariana were like absolutely still together. Like, what? And they both lied about that. And then there's a photo of them in St. Louis together. In December, like December 27th. Yeah. It's so bizarre to me that his family, but then his mom also gave him a huge chunk of her retirement fund. I think this is somebody who well, that was well her be- son. That was well before I know, that, but. but like the fact that she's meeting Raquel and is letting Raquel in her home, knowing that Tom has a nine-year relationship with somebody else, like- I don't know. I mean, not that it's his mom's fault per se, but like also what kind it's of so parent bizarre. does does it's Like, dude, my parents would be disgusted. Like, I don't think anybody. Your son is still living with his life partner. Yeah, why are you inviting another woman into the house? But like, I guess who the fuck knows? Because Tom probably just is lying about all of that too. Sandoval's a liar. Sandoval's a liar. Yeah. Um. So do we want to talk about the timeline? You guys, we're going to break it down. So there's a lot of speculation on when this actually started. According to Tom and uh, Raquel, it did not start. They had sex once in October, or excuse me, in August of 2022. Somewhere along the way, they like a month or two later, it Supposedly, picked back up. Supposedly, that's the only time it happened. Then by January of 2023, they're in love. <laughs> they're
1: in love. So they refer to the time in August as the one I stand
0: yes. But here's kind of the deal. Beginning of season nine, I don't know how relevant this is. Raquel cuts her hair short, similar to Ariana's haircut that Tom Sandoval like busted in that for just like absolutely loved the short hair on Ariana. Now, listen, I know women can cut their hair, whatever. But very quickly in this season is when we see Tom help James plan this incredible incredibly expensive and incredibly elaborate proposal. So May, 2021. Yes. And Tom is just so, so into this. Like it is bizarre how into this he is. And like I said, it could be both things. It could be one thing, but it feels to me like very much. He's trying to make sure that Raquel gets engaged. It's sus. People don't do that shit. Yeah. That's so much money for somebody that you kind of like. It just like, I'm sorry. And he just wrote check after check after check. And I'm not exaggerating. $12,500, you guys. Like, that is the number. That is batshit. Just what? <laughs> so that happens. Raquel says yes. There are some photos that show up of them, like, maybe being a little too close together, like, October 2021. Um, But at the Season 9 reunion, Raquel breaks up with James, and everybody seems really, really shocked by that. And at this point, Ariana reveals she has frozen her eggs. And that's kind of a big deal because she's maintained that she didn't want kids. But I think, again, this shows that she's coming around and trying to do things that Tom also wants out of this relationship, which is kids.
1: She wants the option, and she's doing it because it's something that Tom has expressed that he might want.
0: Yeah, so she's she's despite the fact that this is maybe not something that she really, really wants, she respects the fact that this is something that is important to Tom.
1: So April 2022, we have Coachella. So many rumors around this Coachella. Oh, yeah. So first of all, there was a rumor that came out that Raquel and Schwartz made out at Coachella.
0: Supposedly, well, actually, I think it's been confirmed, Schwartz was never at Coachella. Yeah, she made out with some friend of Brock's who... Was like a beefier version of,
1: or maybe Tom? Short.
0: Who knows? Yeah, it could have been either Tom. Um, so
1: then when they were at Coachella, it, it came out that
0: Raquel told somebody that Ariana and Tom were in an open relationship, which isn't true. And the speculation there is that that rumor was started by Tom Sandoval to coax Rachel into feeling better about sleeping with him.
1: Uh, we have a couple other non-important things like Raquel getting dead last at the Miss California pageant. Sorry, I just had to say that to be mean.
0: Um, (laughs) She never did well in pageants anyway.
1: Then we have, let's see. So this is around the time that um, Katie and Schwartz announced their divorce, which was in June 2022.
0: Yeah, so now we're in August of 2022. This is where previously Raquel had asked Schwartz to make out. He says no. Katie invites Ariana and Raquel to a dinner. Raquel divulges that, oh, and in here is where the podcast happens, and Katie's really hurt by Sheena trying to force Raquel into Schwartz. This is where Raquel says, Yeah, I I asked Schwartz to make out, which was so cruel to say to Katie. And despite saying that to Katie, Katie invites her on this girl's trip to Las Vegas and then to Lake Havasu. So Raquel gleefully agrees, and it's Lala. Christina, Ariana, and Raquel Mm -hmm. that go on this trip with Katie. As soon as they get to Vegas, Ariana finds out that her dog Charlotte's not doing well. Like, the dog is going to die. She's got to get home. So she leaves from the girls' trip. She goes back to California, puts the dog down. The girls' trip continues. Can we just, like, take a moment for Charlotte and for Ariana? Because I think
1: Charlotte was, like, 15, you know? Yeah. She's had this dog a good chunk of her life. And— the majority of her and Tom's relationship, like her entire relationship with Tom.
0: Yeah, it's always sad to lose your furry friends. Oh, my God. Heartbreaking. So, like, that's also relevant. We're going to come back to that. Absolutely. I just wanted to, like, put a pin in Charlotte. Yeah. And listen, this girl's trip does not go well for Raquel. She steps in it. She gets too drunk. She insults Lala. She goes after a guy that Lala is interested, that it turns out is married. That that's not really Raquel's fault. There's an awkward dinner in Las Vegas where Raquel, again, just does not seem to respect the fact that Tom Schwartz and Katie have had a 12-year relationship. Even Katie's mom, who is at this dinner, is like— Terry! Terry is in tears explaining to Raquel the pain that Katie and Tom feel going through this divorce, that it's hard, that they don't need people meddling or making things harder, especially people in the friend group, you know? Like, people who should have respect for these— People as a couple, um, and you know that doesn't go great. But whatever, they all hop in the car. They head to Lake Havasu, and it becomes pretty clear. I think Charlie joins in. Who's another uh, person in the the show? She is another person. I don't think she is. <laughs> Charlie comes. Charlie's not really feeling Lala too much. She's kind of had some on and off with Raquel or with uh with Lala, and she's she's Team Raquel here. And they just realized that, like, this probably isn't the place that they want to be. So they head back to California.
1: So the night that they get back, the guys are having a guy's night with Sheena. Yeah. Sheena's <laughs> not a guy, FYI. But okay, cool, Jan. Um, <laughs> so they're having a guy's night with Sheena at the Mondrian. Is that how you say it? Yeah, that's, that's how they say it. And uh, I just want a side note. I totally respect why James was pissed
0: that Raquel and Charlie show up. Yeah. It's a guy's night. (laughs) And James is seeing somebody else. And he, to his credit, recognizes that he just has to go home. Like, it's no longer guy's night. He can't be hanging out without Allie while hanging out with his ex-fiance. Like, just not a good look. Though, it turns out it didn't matter.
1: (laughs) So, I think it's come out later that Tom Sandoval was the
0: one that invited them. Yeah. And they didn't just know where to show up for guy's night.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so then… You know, they show up and Tom Sandoval looks surprised. Raquel shows up to the guys' night and she's kind of recounting what happened on the girls' trip. And Tom is, like, impressed that she's, like, standing up to Lala and holding her own. Uh, Tom does not like strong women. No. Allegedly, this night is very important because this is the the night that the one-night stand happens.
0: Yeah, and Ariana is at home grieving the death of her dog. And Tom and Raquel fucked in the car outside their house. And Tom forgot his keys and had to knock on the door (gasps) to have Ariana let him in. I forgot about that part. I just, like, as somebody who values my sleep, cannot imagine somebody waking me up after fucking my best friend out front of my house because they didn't have their goddamn keys. Like, that is grounds for murder. Also, I
1: hate him. You should just be home with your partner and
0: grieve with her. Yeah, it is wild to me that Tom cannot go be with Ariana, that he has to go out so bad that that requires him to not be with her when she is sad. And one thing I want to add here, Ariana has struggled with her mental health. Um she's been open and honest about it since season 8 and really really struggling with depression. Like really bad depression. She's had suicidal ideation. Like she's She's made that very clear. So it's shocking to me that, yeah, in a time of, like, extreme sadness, Tom isn't going to be home with her. Bullshit.
1: <laughs> you need to fucking show up for your partner in those
0: moments. Yeah. I'm sorry. Guys night can happen any other night.
1: So then, five days after the guys night, we'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah. And this was the cringy episode where, do you remember, Raquel was working
0: at Sir And she showed up late because yeah, Ra- she had slept over at... Tom Sandoval's house
1: that but then also I'm talking about she was working the shift on Tuesday before see you next Tuesday happened and both the Tom show up do you remember that oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. Lisa sitting across from her and she's sitting between the Toms and Tom Sandoval keeps like smiling and looking at her weird and Lisa
0: like fucking calls it out yeah like, why do you keep looking at her like that well and it's also weird that Tom has to say well yeah Katie called you a whore Like, why do you have to stir the pot? But Tom, both Toms can't help themselves. So, like, that was also weird because it was kind of like, it just felt like a betrayal of trust. Like, they're clearly putting more investment into Raquel than they are any other relationship, which is just weird. Weird. Schwartz,
1: defend your fucking ex-wife. Anyways, so then, after See You Next Tuesday is when the night at the Abbey happened. So supposedly, Tom Sandoval's version of it is that a group of them went to this place called the Abbey after See You Next Tuesday. But what came out at the reunion was James and Allie and James's dad, yeah, like show up to the Abbey at like one a.m. after See You Next Tuesday, and Tom Sandoval and Raquel are already there dancing together. Yep, they didn't go with anyone else; they were just there dancing. And in Ariana's mind, she's
0: like, "Yeah, like that's fine, whatever." I also want to backtrack, and I might have my date mixed up, but I think on that guy's night, there were two producers also out with everybody, and they are interviewed in a show on Hulu called The Anatomy of a Scandal. Oh, shit, really? And they said that they were watching from inside Tom and Raquel have a conversation out by the car that looked a little too friendly. Well, it didn't look too friendly, but they were talking really close. And so they recorded it thinking it would be really funny to like do a voiceover about like what was being said. And it was something stupid about like, well, what kind of peanut butter and jelly do you think we should serve at Tom and Schwartz or Schwartz and Sandy's or whatever? And she finished recording it and watched it back in the car and felt too uncomfortable posting it. She was just like, I don't want to cause a problem where there's not one. And that looks a little too intimate. And this Because there was a problem. There was a problem. And so here's the deal. This timeline of it happening in August, nah. I think that was maybe the second time. I think that's actually when it picked back up. And I think the first yeah. time it happened was sometime before. Before the engagement. Before Raquel and James got engaged. I and agree. then enough time passed that they, that is why also Tom Sandoval can't get past, like, this, it didn't, it only happened once, but then some time passed, because the way that they give this timeline is that it happened in August at Guy's Night, and then it didn't happen again until, like, the end of September. But I
1: also think that that makes sense with the Schwartz bullshit, because I totally believe that Schwartz is a beard in this, and I think that Raquel was giving Schwartz attention to take attention off of her and Sandoval. Absolutely. So and that also happened before all of this. Yeah. Okay, August thirteenth, Tom Sandoval's pool party. This is when uh, Raquel calls out Lala and calls, calls her a mistress bimbo. A mistress bimbo. And this is also in that scene. There's an, a great Ariana moment where she tells sh- um, she tells Sandoval to like, I'm not going to do this Tom against the girls thing, and she just like walks out of the room. Yeah. Like that wasn't um, that was a moment where. Ariana has like a really clean, clear way of being like, Tom, I'm actually helping you right now because you're about
0: to make an ass out of yourself. Yeah. If I'm done with this, you need to be done with it too. And Tom can't be done with it. He has to get involved. (laughs) That is really suspect. Like, you know, we're seeing Tom do this. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Then we get to Sheena's wedding and I don't know how we can't not talk about this. We have to bring in the finale or the the end of the reunion a little bit. Oh, yeah, bit. let's do that. So Sheena's wedding in Mexico gets awkward because basically this is where Raquel decides, oh, I'm going to make out with Schwartz, which is unnecessary. She does. They do it. It's Schwartz, too. This isn't just Raquel. They make out in front of everybody, including Katie. Everybody cheers, makes a big deal of it. It's total bullshit. And then... Sandoval, laughing about it, throws a room key at Raquel and says, well, here's Schwartz's room key. Why don't you go have sex with them? And Ariana is just like, get out of here. What is wrong with you? And it is so fucked up because we find out the last five minutes of the end of the reunion that they were having sex in Mexico. So many times, a lot of sex. So many times, she could not tell you how many times they had sex in Mexico. Just once, my ass. Yeah, and this is August 2022. So So like like, two weeks later. Yeah. So why are you saying there was a break in between there? That's not a break. That's just as much time having sex for two weeks, though, Jess. Yeah, I guess. So like (laughs) bizarre. Like that honestly blows my mind because like there's just no there's no reason for it. They don't need to be, like, this outlandish about their lies. Like, they've clearly been— They have written the story, Jess, and they have to keep that story straight. Yeah, which we also find out that, like, the story is crumbling. Yeah, it's very unclear what the actual timeline is. So, you know, finding all of that out uh, that happened in August is just wild. Yeah, so their timeline is not really holding up as you kind of, like, start to figure out the rest of this. Um, so then we get into September, and
1: we have the infamous Labor Day pool party. Right. So then
0: Ariana's grandma dies,
1: and— She, she finds out about it, and she, she calls Tom,
0: who is at a pool party And she wants him to Raquel. come home. And he says that he can't get a ride. He missed out on his opportunity because somebody left while he was in the bathroom. and it, I'm sorry, you guys. There's so many fucking Ubers and Lyfts in the LA area. Are this you is, kidding me? This is supposedly a little bit more of a remote area in California.
1: Uh, still, I don't think is an excuse.
0: No, not at all. Especially when Lala calls it out and says that Tom just didn't want to leave. That his ride left without him because he said he could and then didn't bother getting an Uber. <laughs> So um, that's problematic. Uh, When
1: your partner's grandma passes away that she's very close to, you should immediately just, again, go home and be a supportive partner and be there for Ariana. Not hang out with your friends at a pool party. Very similar to what happened with the Charlotte thing. Uh, And then we have Ariana leaves to go to the funeral, and Sandoval doesn't go to the funeral. Why doesn't Sandoval go to the funeral? Because of, like, Schwartz and Sandy's bullshit? Yeah, probably. I'm sure he's able to swing that as an excuse not to go. And that's also the episode where he supposedly is like testing his sperm to fertilize the eggs that she froze.
0: Ew. Yes. Which, thank God, he did not fertilize those eggs.
1: Okay. So then we have Lala's birthday. Then we have Raquel's birthday trip. Raquel's birthday trip is important for a couple of reasons. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm kind of speechless thinking back on her birthday trip.
1: So they go glamping for Raquel's birthday. And Schwartz makes a joke about how... Raquel's type is men that are
0: taken. Literally making a joke in front of Ariana's face about the fact that Raquel is fucking Tom. Because at this point, he knows. He he knows. Well, he admitted that he knew in August. Yeah. So like now we're in September. So he knew and then made this joke just in front of everybody. I cannot even with how spineless and awful that is. Ew.
1: That's so disgusting.
0: It really is. And it's even worse that, like, Raquel really confides in Ariana during this trip. They're, like, crying by the fire. You know, they're smashing pumpkins together. Just, like, Ariana is really good friends with Raquel.
1: they're all, like, cheering Raquel on. Like, they're totally emotionally supporting her.
0: Yeah, they are. Because she aged out of pageants. She never did that well anyway. She's having a hard time finding her direction. This is the
1: episode where she says, this, "Um, in her ITM, she's like, these are my true friends. Like, these people will support me no matter what. Yes. These are my
0: people. She, like, recognizes that. And she is actively fucking Tom Sandoval at this point. Like, so much. Um, you can see my eyes right now. They're bugging out of my head. So... Later in September, I think one of the important things to talk about, which is just kind of like mind-blowing, is that Raquel goes shopping with Charlie and on oh camera God, buys lightning
1: necklace.
0: a lightning bolt necklace, which is not the same that Tom Sandoval has because he had a like jeweler make that special for his band and him, or Tom and Tom, whatever. Um but she buys the lightning bolt necklace on camera. It's
1: important to note that, like, there was a lot of questions around how the scene happened. And Jess and I both listened to a podcast where Charlie addressed this scene. And it was just them shopping at a boutique
0: together. It wasn't planned. The necklace wasn't planted. Not only that, it was, like, an $800 gold necklace. Like, this wasn't, like, some cute little $20 charm or $50 charm even. Like, $100, like, whatever. I mean, Charlie's a great
1: sales saleswoman because she was like, yeah, girl, you get that on your birthday. She's like, it's real gold. <laughs> love Charlie. I know that she feels really bad about it now. But like, who has the fucking balls to buy a lightning bolt necklace that symbolizes their love and devotion to their person who is their best friend's life partner on an episode of a television show?
0: Yeah, that is so fucked. Like. That is brazen. Yeah, Raquel is just like, I don't know what she, she's drinking some careless, sort of Careless? Cool reckless? Lid. Was she like wanting to be found out? Dude, who knows? I think she's just so dumb on the dick, just so in love, had no awareness, didn't care to think about well, anybody else. Well, I think else. she's didn't dumb to-
1: and she's dumb on the dick.
0: Yeah. yeah, which is a deadly combo. You can't be both of those things. That's, <laughs> that's real dangerous. Oof. You can be dumb on the dick and as long as you're smart, like you'll probably figure it out. But to be dumb and dumb on the dick, yeah damn and she is um also there is this is the point at which lala kind of calls out tom for lying she asks ariana about it and ariana is just like you know what i'm not going to defend tom right now he can explain this and tom just like really couldn't explain himself why he didn't leave the pool party the way that he should have like it was clear he was caught lying and was trying to figure out how to get around it. I actually really liked how Ariana handled that. I do too. Tom, come over here and talk about this. Right, because I think that one of the bigger issues is that Ariana lately has felt like she was having to defend Tom a lot because, like, bottom line, people were kind of wondering what was going on, and I think she was getting a little tired of it, which I think might have also been why come March she was just like, you know, maybe I should look because there had just been enough for long enough that she just wanted to see that it wasn't substantiated or it was.
1: So was this also the time where Raquel and Ariana have the conversation about their intimate
0: relationship? So we we do get to that um, because in September, they have the something about her soft launch where they invite their friends to come do it and then they go over to Sir or Pump after. It's during that that Raquel, I think, talks to Ariana. Ariana about her sex life.
1: I also just want to say, like, okay, there's so many problematic things in that scene, like a million. I, you know, let us count the ways. But I, I just want to note that you don't get to make assumptions about what is right about someone's sex life. Like a healthy, rela- you, you don't get to decide that a, a healthy relationship has to involve two people that both want to be having sex all the time. Yeah, I, I just feel like you don't get to march into someone's relationship and be judgmental about the amount of sex they're having and how that reflects
0: the healthiness of their relationship. Yeah. So the after party for this about her sandwich shop, which Ariana and Katie are opening. Yeah, Raquel approaches Ariana and basically just kind of grills her about whether or not she's like how their sex life is going seemingly like, out of are nowhere. You,
1: are you still attracted to him? And
0: Ariana Ew. like like smiles and she's like, are you kidding me? I think he's so hot. It's so cute. She is so into Tom, And you can tell it's, it's interesting. Um, there was a break in filming, obviously, because of the pandemic. And I think everybody got older, gained weight. There was just enough time in between those two seasons that you actually saw a lot of changes in people. And the pandemic was hard on everybody, right? Like we were all at home food was scarce, at least in Utah. I mean, things were kind of weird there for a while. So like, but honestly, everybody at this point looks a lot healthier than they ever have because they all previously were so skinny, probably because all they did was drink <laughs> and do drugs. But you can also tell Ariana's just feeling a little insecure about her body and being a little bigger. And she admits that to Raquel and just is kind of like being vulnerable with her about like, yeah, I'm having a hard time right now. Like, I know he's into me, but at the same time, how could he be when I've got cellulite on my legs and thick arms and these things? And Raquel's just like, oh, no, I know how you feel. (sighs) Raquel does not know how she she feels. feels. Raquel's fucking like 27 in this and a string bean. She looks like a model. Fuck you, Raquel. (laughs) And so, yeah, that was super weird. And then at the same party, which is supposed to be, by the way, the actual finale to the whole thing, which was in September of 2022. Raquel just decides to really go at Katie.
1: Dude, she wanted a fight.
0: Yeah, she just like shit I don't, all I over. I don't know
1: what she was,
0: like, I don't know what she was going for. I don't she know either. She just wanted a fight. She just wanted to fight. She, she just was gonna sat down and fucking picked a fight with Katie. Terry was there again, obviously, because this was the after party for Katie's sandwich shop. Terry's like, what are you doing? And Raquel said awful things to Katie's mom. She rolled her eyes, eyes. at her. Yeah, and then, like, worse, in roles, Tom Sandoval, who has no business, no dog in this fight, according to, like, what everybody knows at this moment, except for the fact that Ariana's really distraught that her best friend Raquel and her business partner Katie are fighting. And Ariana gets up crying, goes over to Lisa, says she doesn't know what to do, she just wants to go home. And Tom is over in the middle of this fight. Defending Raquel. And Christina smartly says, your relationship is with Ariana. So I don't know why you're over here in this fight. We know. We know why he's over there in that fight. Dude, it is just bananas. Like, I don't, uh, it's too much. Anyway, that wraps up the season. We find out that Tom dressed up as Raquel for Halloween in October. And, and that Ariana they, helped him do it. Yeah. And then, you know, they went to St. Louis for Christmas together. Dude, that's like some weird, fucked up shit. Like
1: the fact that you dress up
0: as your mistress as Halloween. Well, it's also weird because I, I guess I forgot to say this too. Right before. Halloween, there was BravoCon, and Katie and Tom Schwartz see Raquel at BravoCon wearing the Tom and Tom hoodie with, like, not much under it, and Katie gets kind of, like, bristly thinking that she's there for Tom, and Tom Schwartz basically is like, yeah, trust me, she's not here for me. She was there for the other time. And Tom Schwartz denied saying that. (sighs) That dumbass absolutely said that. Yeah, that is a such guy. a Tom there Schwartz were, thing to say. There was
1: actually a few moments in the show where he kind of throws Tom Sandoval under the bus.
0: I think he might be like indicating to Sandoval, like, I've got you by the balls a bit here, bud. Like, don't fuck this up because.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the scene at the food truck where they're getting sandwiches and he tells Tom that he thinks Raquel is interested in someone else.
0: <laughs> yeah, and. I don't know. I think she's interested in someone else. Tom Schwartz knew that it was. He Tom fucking Senegal. knew. Yeah, and so then we get to March where everything comes out, and you know we find out that in January Tom and Ariana had been really working on things. They had a good Valentine's Day together. They like, were intimate multiple times. There's no reason that to anybody to believe oh. that they were going to. Oh, break Oh,
1: also, um. So there's two podcasts you should listen to if you haven't. Yes. Um, They are the first like one-on-one interviews that both Tom and Ariana did after the scandal broke. So Tom Sandoval's is with Howie Mandel and Ariana's is with... Call her daddy, uh, Alex Cooper. Alex Cooper. Yeah. So I just think you should listen to both if you haven't. They're really interesting just to see, first of all, each of their... uh, Accounts on how the relationship was going and how they were like how they felt about the relationship, what was wrong with their relationship. Um, Tom basically paints this picture that Ariana was just depressed all the time and that they were really unhappy.
0: You know what's so interesting is I don't even think he says depressed. He just is like, ugh, she just stays in bed all day. But then has so he weaponizes her mental health against her without actually calling out the fact that she's depressed but then has the audacity to talk about his mental health and how that's not being prioritized and that, you know, that was a really big thing for him. He
1: basically also kind of just makes it sound like he was trapped in this relationship and that he didn't know how to get out of it because she had so many shitty things going on in her life that he didn't want to make it worse.
0: (laughs) The vibe was never right for breaking up. Like, that's not what fucking vibes are for, Tom. Ugh. It was really hard to listen. It sounded like, listening to that interview with Tom, it sounded like a teenager justifying a lot of things. Well, she didn't She didn't even notice that, like, I was pulling away from her. She just didn't notice. I was like, well, you dumb fuck. Did you say anything to her about it? Because, like, part of being in a relationship is communicating. And if you feel like you're pulling away, if you're, like, falling apart or, like, you and your partner are not connecting, it is your responsibility to tell them that. And then together you figure out how to rectify it. And, like, Tom basically blaming the fact that Ariana never picked up on any of this. Like, that's not her job.
1: (laughs) We also find out in that interview that they did start going to couples counseling. Oh, yeah. He was going to break up with her in therapy. Yeah, he was basically utilizing couples counseling counseling as a way to end the relationship, which he never did. And then he tells (laughs) Howie Mendel that he tried to break up with Ariana on Valentine's Day In which we find out Tom and Ariana did go on a date on Valentine's Day where they were also joined by Raquel
0: and their friend Brad. And they've got this beautiful video of Tom bringing this bottle from their first trip to Sonoma together. And he gives a speech about them, the wine, the trip. Ariana's so happy, so beautiful, beaming. He did not try and break up with her on Valentine's Day. I guess
1: they had like a serious chat about their relationship. But at the end, doesn't she ask him something like, So, like, are you wanting to break up? And
0: he says, No. Yeah. And buys her flowers, like, does this whole thing. It's so clear that, like, he wasn't going to break up with her. And yet he maintains that he was. But we've got a lot of evidence to the contrary. And you listen to her interview, and it's so different because there's so much awareness about how relationships work and How they supported each other and just that, yeah, there were struggles, of course, but like they always came back together. There was never any indication that like they weren't going to be together. That was never on the table, really. And it's shocking how mature and emotionally aware she is and how just completely stupid. He Sounds on the Howie Mandel podcast, not helped out by the fact that Howie did zero research for this, so that, yeah, that really pissed me off. Um, so the the Brad Kearns interview, I think, was really interesting. Oh, yeah, so Nick Vial
1: interviewed Brad Kearns, who is um, a close friend of both Tom and Ariana. Uh, I guess he was actually friends with Tom first, he met Tom at Coachella like 10 years ago, and He has been an intimate part of the friend group and he is, but he was also really close friends with Raquel. So it was a really interesting podcast just because I was telling Jess, I feel like this makes it all make more sense when you are listening to like a friend that we aren't
0: seeing on the show that has experienced all of this in real life. This is kind of where we understand that there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of closeness among everybody. Like, he and, didn't think it was weird that people would be at the Abbey together without the rest of the group. So when all of this is being brought up to Ariana by, like, Ally bringing it up for the first time because she's new to the group, it was easily brushed off because it's like, well, Allie's new here and doesn't yeah. understand how things are going. Totally. Lala having issues with Tom Sandoval, not necessarily a new thing. You know, Lala knows that Sandoval doesn't like strong women. So, like, there's all of these, like, ways to sort of excuse— People bringing it up that do make a lot of sense. I think, especially because like Lala's also not part of like their close inner circle, we find out. You know, these people do have to interact as part of the show and they are friends, but that doesn't necessarily mean that when filming isn't going on that they're hanging out all the time.
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, for Brad to share the video of Valentine's Day with Nick on the podcast, and I'm sorry, but like Brad and Raquel were on Tom and Ariana's Valentine's Day date. That shows you. How close Raquel was to them. Well, that she felt
0: comfortable just being like, oh, cool, you guys are going to dinner? I'm going to come with you. And like, it wasn't weird for her to invite herself. Like, that was the most natural thing in the world. Like, that's totally fine that she comes. Of course she can come.
1: I think that, you, yeah, you just have to kind of like process and digest that layer because I think it makes it all more understandable and terrible from Ariana's standpoint.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's so interesting that, I think Sandoval really should take so much more responsibility and be getting so much heat from everybody. And he is to an extent. And I feel like Raquel's definitely getting more than her fair share, even though I think she's absolutely responsible. But then I guess the point that I guess that I that I keep forgetting to come back to is that she is Ariana's best friend. And I can't imagine doing that to my best friend. Like, that is truly just, because a friendship is, man, like, not that you don't choose your relationship with your partner, but I think because you're so intimate and close, like, there's some things you have to work through, but you're friends with people because you really like yeah, them. Like, you that is you absolutely. Your friends. You do choose your friends in such a way that, like. I don't know. So it just does feel like a really massive betrayal to have that be your best friend, too. Like, that—that that is so deeply hurtful. And I think on the side of Ariana, I do really understand her being furious with Raquel.
1: Well, yeah, because she overlooked everything because of how close they were. Yeah. When they say, oh, it's like she just ignored all the red flags and didn't want to find out. No, she just fucking trusted you.
0: Yeah, and... Tom Sandoval is also, just to be clear, vile. Like, I, he is scum of the earth. And I think that there is a power dynamic going on between him and Raquel. And I really hope that he has some incredible fallout from this. And I hope Raquel can just disappear and never be heard from again and live a happy life, have babies somewhere. And, you know, there's lots of people who don't know Vanderpump Rules.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: I hope Tam, Tom, Tam, Tim, whatever. <laughs> that guy, Sandy. <laughs> Yeah, I hope he goes down in infamy. I really do. I hope the rest of his life is a lot harder. I think Tom is still
1: finding all of this attention beneficial. Ugh. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. I felt like his performance on The Reunion showed zero remorse.
0: None.
1: Well, I guess he kind of... He added some waterworks after Lisa coached
0: him on it. Yeah, he did, didn't he? That was after the fact. He cried about how much he's, like, sad that he hurt Ariana. Never said he's sorry, though. (laughs) Uh,
1: But I do think that Tom is the mastermind behind all of this. I think that he has been coaching Raquel the whole time, feeding her lies about his relationship with Ariana. I think he's entirely manipulated the situation. I don't think that justifies Raquel blindly going along with it, but I think that's what happened.
0: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and I think we want to talk about the reunion. That sort of requires its own episode or two. So we'll we'll get to that next week. Yeah. But one of the things I wanted to ask you and you know, I've got an answer for this too, but why do you think that this is so relevant like what what about this affair scandal um makes it the big deal that it is in a group of people who do cheat on each other and are typically not good people i've
1: been thinking about that i honestly i think it was kind of the perfect storm i think it had all of the right ingredients to kind of explode i think After, at least I've been watching the show for so long, Tom and Ariana's relationship is kind of a staple, you know? Like, it doesn't really seem threatened by outside things the way that other people's relationships do. And also, you grow to kind of see Ariana become this very well-liked person in the group. She's friends with everybody. She's like the bridge between every combative relationship. Yep. She is the safe space. She's probably the most relatable person on the show. She's talked about anxiety. She's talked about depression. She's she's lost her dad. She's lost her grandma. She's lost her dog. Like, we've seen Ari- Ariana go, th- go through some serious shit, but she manages to always come back. And I don't know. I think so she's just a relatable, real person on the show amidst all of the crazy drama and extraness that Tom Sandoval is providing. And I think so she kind of provides this groundedness and stability. Then we have Raquel, who's kind of this character where, like, nobody really took her seriously. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, everyone's truly. always just said she's so dumb. Like, it's been actually kind of hard to watch sometimes. She's not very confident. She's, she's just like, awkward. those women
0: eat her alive. Absolutely, they do.
1: And so you kind of have this unassuming person in Raquel where it's like, Raquel isn't capable of something this evil you know what I mean she's this big-eyed bambied girl that doesn't seem to have a lot going on upstairs and all of a sudden she ended her relationship with James and she's coming into her own and then I mean the Sandoval-ness of it all like I'm not really surprised about this on Sandoval's side but I do think that the character dynamics and the fact that Ariana and Raquel have become so close and the fact that we got to watch this. The thing that is the most crazy about all of this is that the scandal broke while the season was airing. Right. And so we are watching these new episodes, knowing about the fucking affair, and being able to analyze every interaction in the show, knowing what's going on when they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. That is fucking amazing television.
0: Yeah. And I think kind of that's where I want to jump in and why I think it's so relevant is that is incredible TV. And it's so incredible that nobody can deny anymore that reality TV has staying power. It is a true art form. This show deserves an Emmy for this. Like, it is really, really good entertainment to the point that old fans were pumped about it. It got so many new people watching it. Hi, me included. Like people want to dismiss reality TV as not a form of art or, you know, respectable entertainment, but the reality of it is it is. It is really good, and I think Vanderpump Rules is doing a really good job in this moment showing that, you know what, reality TV is here to stay. It is relevant. New York Times, CNN, Time. I don't know who I it's been everywhere. So I think that's so cool. And I hope that like that makes a shift in the way that people talk about reality TV and have a little bit more respect for what's going on with it because it is really good.
1: (laughs) Also, the fact that these people are sharing this moment with us.
0: Yeah, there's there is something really epic about watching the messiness of people's lives. And you know, I think we talked about this last week, like there is a lot relatable, like to an extent about all of these people. You see yourself at any given point in any one of these people. And so watching this all play out and like, you know, that that's their life. That's, that's intense. Yeah. And I think you can get
1: hung up on the idea that like, oh, it's really produced or oh, it's scripted, which it's not scripted. Yeah, I'm sure that Ariana thought about what she was going to
0: talk to Tom about in that first scene of the finale. Dude, how many times have you, like, I don't know about you, but I've definitely stood in front of the mirror and been, like, practicing my one-liners, like, this is what I'm going to say, this is what I'm going to say, and, like, come to a fight ready to fight. (laughs) Yeah, but the thing is, is even if she knew what she was going to say, she has no control over what Tom's going to say in response to her. Uh, and he showed his true colors. Yeah. Dude, and for her to sit there with that much poison grace, I would have used those nails to rip his fucking face off. If I had weapons attached to every one of my fingers, he'd be done. Never perform again. i just again. take his
1: head and smash it in Lisa's window that he was having a panic
0: attack into. Oh, yeah. The sobbing. Oh, God. You have to stop it. Tom Sandoval <laughs> sobbing. The tears. <laughs> the tears. Uh,
1: but yeah, I, I just love that. Like, I'm fucking talking about this shit at a bar, and a girl overhears me, and all of a sudden, me and this girl are friends. Um, we are now Instagram followers. And, you know, like, this shit is bonding people and bringing us together. And yeah, maybe it's like fucked up to bond over a scandal, but I think it's because. People are rallying for Ariana. They're rallying for the fact that this is fucked up and that, like, this shouldn't be allowed to just go into the darkness and be okay.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of the time this sort of behavior does get really swept under the rug and men are able to get away with a lot while women get blamed for everything. Uh, Hi, Monica Lewinsky. You know, like, and we're finally reaching a point in society where we're saying enough is enough and let's rip his dick off. And I
1: also am so... So impressed with Ariana, how she always stood her ground and was like, this isn't about what was going on in our relationship. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if we had a shitty relationship, it doesn't matter. You don't get to cheat. Yeah. And we didn't have a shitty relationship. I'm just saying, like, anytime someone was questioning, like, what was going on in your
0: relationship, she's like, doesn't matter. Irrelevant. Doesn't matter. Yep. And I, I love that. I think she's also got so much awareness that, like, she didn't lose Tom. Tom lost her, lost her. Um she's just like it's it's really cool to see a woman empowered go through this. And I mean, she's got so many cool deals now, Dude, soak up the promos while they last. Honestly, enjoy your moment. Yeah, I am here for this. This is so fun. so. You know, I think if she had come out of the scandal not doing this well, this maybe not be, would not be as fun to talk about. But the fact that she has a Duracell, Lays, Uber Eats, that's like barely scratching the surface. Oh, Neiman Marcus, I think. She might go on Dancing with the Stars. She was on Glamour magazine cover. Girl is doing well. So we're happy about also, that. Also, did you see her revenge dress? <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, we're here for it, Ariana. Yeah, if you're gonna drop like eight to ten pounds in two weeks, you might as well. You put might on. as well show your abs while you're sitting down in a reunion. Yeah, <laughs> rare's the day that you can have abs while sitting. Um.
1: Uh, anyways, we're gonna talk about the reunion next time. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on our little Vanderpump adventures
0: yeah this was a long one so thanks for sticking with us this has been so fun so glad we reached this point where we could talk about it i feel kind of amped up like i need to go like run a marathon or something yeah
1: do it i I won't but (laughs) this this shit gets me like
0: worked up for sure use that energy no i think i'll go to bed that also sounds really good it's late (laughs) it's maybe not a good time to go run a marathon be amped up but Uh, until next time thank you for listening we really appreciate it and we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week bye bye
1: Drama Bonded is produced and hosted by Mandy Booth and Jessica Brumbaugh our production manager and editor is Solomon Brumbaugh our theme music is by Joe Waters you can find more of his music streaming on the EP Jupiter Daywatch music vocals by Mandy Booth graphic designer is Pigeon House thank you